This is Anthems. Hello there, my name is Miranda Kane and I'm a comedian and sex worker rights activist, having been a sex worker myself for several years. Your word of the day is protection. Protection is obviously important to us in a myriad of different ways. And honestly, we have everything covered, pun intended. But it's important to know how you, yourself, can offer the hand of protection to thousands of vulnerable people right now. However, you'll probably download this in the morning and want a nice, breezy start to your day. So rather than a big old lecture about the difference between legalisation and decriminalisation and all the laws we work under but are trying to change so that we can have safer working conditions, etc, etc, blah, 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 I'd rather talk to you about coffee instead. Specifically, how coffee would be sold if it had the same laws as selling sex. The high-costa sex work, if you will. And honestly, you're lucky I didn't entitle this whole analogy Starfur. <clears throat> Never mind. At the moment, if you wanted to buy a cup of my coffee, and let's face it, why wouldn't you? It would have to be in a cafe where I was the only barista. And I like working with other women, especially other women who have worked in the coffee industry. Look, in case I've not made this clear, coffee equals sex. Barista means sex worker. It's just that, well, there might be kids in the car. So let's remember that code whilst I tell you about what happened when me and a few other baristas decided to hold um, coffee mornings. We'd hire an apartment in a very posh block of flats, the same ones where they found a spy in a bag and said it was because he had too many, well, let's say, espressos. Anyway, this particular party was in December because who doesn't love spending their Christmas bonus on extra special roast? Now, as baristas, we like to be subtle. We're not interested in having red lights or neon signs advertising our hot, full-bodied beans. So, when a customer calls repeatedly to make sure our little gathering doesn't stand out from the rest of the neighbourhood, what we're not expecting is for him to then turn up fully dressed as Santa Claus and insist five plus-size baristas sit on his knees all afternoon. I thought he was just doing it for a laugh, but nope genuine fetish. Looked forward to it every year, apparently. Brings a whole new meaning to the term ho, ho, ho. But back to my own little cafe nympho. Some people think that it should be made illegal for anyone to buy coffee. So I wouldn't be able to have my cosy cafe because my customers might get arrested. I'd be pushed further underground and have to sell coffee I really don't want to sell. I might get desperate enough that I have to sell coffee without using any filters. So what I and other baristas would like is for coffee to be decriminalised. This means that I could work with someone else so we all felt safe. It would also mean that you, dear listener, knew anyone who was working in my cafe was old enough to do so and that they were there of their own free will. The most important thing of all is that if we felt in danger, we could go to the police without worrying about being prosecuted ourselves whilst an abuser went free. Right now, under legalisation, we just don't have that kind of basic security. And even McDonald's gets security guards. Working on your own can also just be frustrating and lonely. 
There's no one else there for a bit of solidarity. For instance, we can't stand around the water cooler nattering about the client who got far too excited before the appointment even began and shot his latte in the shower. Or have a chat over a cup of tea about someone who just tried dunking his donuts in the wrong cup. Like any workplace, I too just want to have a moan about customers who make extravagant demands. Like insisting I break the laws of time, physics and the London underground system to appear at his hotel room in no more than five minutes' time, fully kitted out in latex, looking like a beach ball in a Wellington boot. Sorry kids, there were no euphemisms for that one. When it comes to selling sex, we have to put morality aside and focus on safety. The decriminalisation model, as used in New Zealand since 2003, keeps sex workers safe whilst not endorsing or morally sanctioning prostitution. That means more time and resources can be used to tackle anyone using coercion and more victims of abuse will be able to seek help and refuge without fear of prosecution themselves. No matter what you feel about selling sex, no one should have to do it out of coercion or in order to pay their rent or feed their children. But that's where we need a better welfare system. Decriminalisation isn't about morality, body politics or sexual liberation. It's about keeping people safe and healthy and alive. So maybe, instead of buying another coffee, maybe donate the cost to the English Collective of Prostitutes and show that you advocate for safety for everyone. Don't get me wrong, I still love a coffee, especially in the morning. Oh, I could have coffee all day long. I love a long, slow, percolated coffee at home. But some people can be really snobby and think I should be ashamed because I have had a lot of instants, especially in my 20s. But supporting decriminalisation means that you will help everyone who has to sell coffee, including anyone who isn't in the privileged position of selling it fair trade. We talk a lot about empowerment and having sex work decriminalised would mean that everyone has full protection of the law. Everyone would feel empowered to report abuse rather than hide it. Sex worker rights use the symbol of the red umbrella, an image that embodies protection. We invite everyone to stand together underneath it and work towards a day when we know that everyone will be able to work in safety, knowing that they too are protected by law. Protection. Definition. A legal or other formal measure intended to preserve civil liberties and rights. <laughs> <laughs>